Hey, it's your old pal, Dr. Steve from Weird Medicine, and you're listening to the world-famous Cardiff Electric Podcast, one of the most famous podcasts on the internet today. Hey, hey, Mark Norman here, and you're listening to Cardiff Electric Podcast Network, number two after Joe Rogan. Yes, they also hate vaccines and love the N-word. Okay, thanks for listening. We'll see you in hell. Comedy. Hey, it's Joe DeRosa, and you're listening to the Cardiff Electric Podcast Network. Uh, Cardiff Electric, I'm not unblocking him, so that ain't going to happen. Uh, you're familiar with who are these podcasts, right, Zia? Yes, yeah. We had one. Of, we had the guy on Chip, I think. Oh, yeah, you had know, Carl on Chip. Ago. Yeah, okay. yeah, we had Carl on Chip, yeah. So there's nice. like a side piece to it a spinoff or something along those mm-hmm. lines guy uh goes under the name cardiff electric and i've, heard that. I've seen that name he does somewhere. little features for carl's thing and then he has these weird interviews and he's got the uh the unabomber voice to scrambler thing on him okay. so you don't know who he got is and so i guess he does a podcast and dr steve went on his podcast a long time ago and he said it was really fun and really bizarre and he's like you should do it and the guy asked me to do it and he i think he asked Gittles to do it too and uh, he's there in the room so he he thinks that i'm dodging his podcast <laughs> but when he wants to do it he tells me he's like i can do two two p.m on a on a tuesday and I'm like, we're working it's like i don't have to, i i, I, I want i would do his i would entertain this but I'm at work. I can't just sit there and go, all right, I got to wait for uh, In Hot Water starting, so I'm going to have to just go out in the hallway and do this podcast while uh, you know everything else is going on. So if it was another time, I said I would gladly do his podcast, but uh, if he's still in the room, hell, maybe we'll just throw him on in here and let, and let him do that. That can be, and he can just take the audio and, and uh, make his own thing there. Uh, Adam is saying, Cardiff's been doing great lately. The song parodies were awesome. Yes, there's a... There's a, a jingle contest that I've been made aware of going on on Who Are These Podcasts, and um, I, I give it my full stamp of approval. So we'll just leave it at that. All right. Well, now I'm going go to find that after the show ends. Yeah, go over to Who Are These Podcasts, <laughs> and uh, and you can check all of that out. Good evening, Mr. Nagel. Hello, sir. How are you? I am good. How are you? Good. Welcome to the show. Can you hear me okay? I can hear you. Very good. Thank you for joining us. Are you ready to begin? Sure. Great. First, before we start, do I have your permission to record this for broadcast on the internet? (laughs) Yes, you do. Thank you. We'll begin in three, two, one. Cardiff Electric, the most famous podcast in the world today. Cardiff Electric, he's so cool, come out and play. He's the guy all the other guys are jealous of. Cause he's the guy that all the girls want to be with, Uh uh-huh. Cardiff Electric, the most famous podcast in the world today. He 
he's got great guests on his show, like Dr. Steve and some other people. We love you, Carter. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Cardiff Electric Podcast, the most famous podcast on the internet today. We have a very special guest for everybody. Special guest, would you like to introduce yourself? Nah, it's your show. You can uh, you can do it. I defer to you. That's not how we do things around here. <laughs> it's uh, E-Rock, formerly of uh, Opie and Anthony, currently Compound Media and iHeartRadio. Well, welcome to the show. Can I call you Eric or E-Rock? What do you prefer? Whatever is comfortable for you. I will go with Mr. Nagel. That, that works well. Well, Mr. Nagel, again, thank you for joining us. It's it's been a long time coming. You've been uh, you've been trying to get on the show for many months now, and finally the uh, the schedules have coincided to allow us to uh, to have a quick chat. So so thank you for for joining us. I don't quite think that was the history, but we'll go with that. Um, I I got to give a shout out to a mutual friend of ours, Doctor Steve, who recommended. He said you need to do that show. He's a big fan of yours, so I said if you're if you're vouching for him, Steve, then I'll do it. Well, it's. That's one more thing I will have to give Dr. Steve credit for, for, for helping get Mr. Nagel on the show. Dr. Steve is a big fan. We, uh, we collaborate on a lot of projects. We are uh, mutual admirers of each other, let's just say. So, let's, uh, let's get started. So, you know, I've been a, you've been a long-time radio show host, podcaster. You have a very, and I, 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 I'm a little embarrassed to say that I've really gotten involved in your show and enjoyed your show Mostly because of your co-host. Are Very you intriguing. One, are you the one that calls in for Zia? No, I was talking about Gittles. Oh, with Gittles. Okay, yeah. He's got a, he's got a cult following as well. He is a wonderful person. How did you how did you first end up podcasting with Mister Gittles? Uh, I've known Gittles all my life. We grew up together, went to the same schools together, and uh, when we were starting the show. Uh, I thought it would be, it'd be interesting. I'm like, Hey, you want to come on and do this with me? And he said, yes. And that was it. No real fancy story as to why he joined the show. I just asked him. He said, sure. Now you mentioned a caller. I did. My first podcast appearance ever was actually a series of calls on your show. It was okay. I was, uh, known as the anonymous heckler or the deep voice caller. Okay. For Pi Day Scott, if this is ringing a bell. Yes, I remember that. You were going after uh, Pi Day Scott pretty hard, Who was, yes. which was weird because then I see, I was looking through your catalog here, and he was a guest on your show, maybe the first guest on your show, we're, if we're I was good. looking at the timeline right. We've made amends. We're good friends now. We support each other. I'm, I'm all over the geek stuff. Oh, well, that's good. Yes, Scott's yes. a good we've, guy. We've, uh, we've, we've patched up that... Uh, that little incident. We've we've that, we've taken care of it. We're that good. Riff. Yes. yes. Good. Good to hear. Yes. We're all good. So uh as I said, I'm a big fan of your show. Love the pop culture segments. But I do like uh I do like the snack food segments. So I had a couple snack food things to talk about today, if that's okay with you. That's fine. Go ahead. Have you seen the uh the documentary? I believe it's on Amazon Prime called Bottled Up, The Battle. Of Dublin Dr. Pepper. I have not seen that. Is it something I should see? It definitely is. The 
the, the the premise of the documentary is the Dublin Dr. Pepper factory, which is the last, well, at the time of the documentary being made, was the last Dr. Peppery, Pepper bottling plant using real sugar, which uh, I know you're a fan of. Yeah, uh, that's disheartening. Yeah, all the sugar uh, went away back, I think, in the 90s because it's all aspartame now, at least in the high, United States. High fructose corn syrup. Yeah. It's uh, it's terrible. If you can find the uh, the Mexican Cokes or the Mexican any of the Coke products that are made in Mexico have those stickers where they're using real cane sugar light years ahead of, of the crap that we drink now. I should watch that documentary, though. It I'm is really good. It's I'm more writing it down now, as you as you just told me it. It's more of the battle between the bottler and the parent company that wanted them to switch to the now more traditional formula. Right, but it's a very. I I just thought that would be something that you would want to see, knowing your infatuation with Dr Pepper. No, I definitely would. Um, there's a documentary out there if you're looking for something about um, uh, Mountain Dew in this area of the country. I don't. I think it's in Kentucky that it's the city with the most dental tragedies <laughs> because the people live in a bottling plant city. For, for Mountain Dew and everybody there drinks Mountain Dew. So all these kids are born with like teeth defects and everybody has like horrible dental problems that they have to send mobile dental units into this town all the time just to, to, to help these people out because all they drink is Mountain Dew. I believe the condition is referred to as Dew Mouth. That, all right. So you have seen it. I believe I have. I believe yeah, I, have. I watch is... a, I watch a lot of television. Yes, I do as well. I do as well. How about the, the uh, History Channel series, The Food That Built America? Have you been keeping up to date on that? I have not. Uh, I have I heard of it, but I, I forget to watch that. I, I haven't uh, seen any of the stories. Is there any one particular episode that you would recommend to check it out? Well, the first two seasons were more historical you know world war ii world war one kind of things and what the gis were eating overseas things like that but the last right. two seasons i think would be more up your alley when i saw a preview of an upcoming episode i thought of mr nagel so the show does dramatizations of food companies businesses brands that we all know and love an upcoming episode i believe in just two weeks will be featuring the entenmann's brand oh nice Yes, a Long Island staple that I know you're a fan of. Very big fan of. I uh, Much like uh, the Mountain Dew documentary, I grew up right next to the Entenmann's factory on Long Island. To no surprise to anybody. I'm not here to make fun, Mr. Nagel. No, nope, I'm just pointing out the obvious. I'm here to make friends. <laughs> okay. I will definitely check that episode out, though. Great. Well, I think it's time for our Did You Hear the News segment. Would you like to participate in that? Sure. All right. Mr. Nagel, did you hear the news? No, I didn't. What is the news? Well, this is the part where you tell me something in the news. Oh, I was not aware of that. Um, let's see. What do I have for news? Uh, they announced that they're making sequels for uh, Venom and for the Ghostbusters Afterlife which seems to be a, a weird pick because nobody likes the Venom movies and everyone loves the Ghostbuster movies. So 
why would you make a sequel of one franchise that everybody loves and then make a sequel for another franchise that no one gives a shit about? That is interesting. I did enjoy, I did enjoy Ghostbusters Afterlife, and I will agree the Venom the Venom films were not that not my cup of tea, so to speak. They didn't make any sense. No sense whatsoever. I did enjoy the comic books back in the day. Everybody did. Yes, yes. Amazing Spider-Man 300, still one of my favorites. Do you have an original of that, or is it just something you look back on fondly? No, I have an original. Wow, that's great. I do. It's an 8.9. Oh, you had it graded. That's I awesome. I had it graded, yes, yes. I did sell a lot of my comic books at that time, too, to buy, unfortunately, to buy baseball cards. That seemed to be the trend in the early 90s. Right. And I sold a lot of a lot of very valuable books, but I, I was able to get that Amazing Spider-Man 300 back at some point in very good condition. But now it's graded and binded and not to be read again in paper form. That good is. for you. Yes. Good for you, sir. Are you a comic book person or just a comic book character fan? I'm a, I'm a character fan. I, I read them growing up. Um, I never really saved them and I collect a lot of things and I save a lot of things, but the comic books, I never really saved. I always passed them along. So when I'd go pick up whatever new issues or somebody else had them, we I'd trade with people at school or we just give it to other people and go, here you go. I was done reading it. I never bothered to save them. Very good. But you enjoyed the, the characters that were in within. Oh yeah. Yeah. Especially because now they're all coming to, uh, to uh to, to the movies to the big screen like you're seeing characters now that you'd never thought that you would see in uh in a, any kind of television show much less a, a major motion picture now like uh uh starro i don't know if you saw the new um oh, why can't i think of the damn name it's the movie everyone hated and but then like the second one the godfather <laughs> no 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 um Damn it. The one with uh with Harley Quinn and Peacemaker and uh Dead Suicide Shot. Squad. Suicide. Well, I don't know why I blanked on that. Um, yeah, the new Suicide Squad. You had Starro, who was the the sort of the villain, the monster at the end of the second half of the movie. That was a weird character you'd see in the comic books. You never thought you'd ever see like an action figure of them being or the character being portrayed anywhere else outside of the books and then here you are you know there's figures out there you saw them in in, in the big screen on a, in a major motion picture in, in a big movie and now's the time where everything that we read growing up is now scripts and uh source material for all these movies coming out it, it's a great time yeah i hear the sinister six will be a major part of marvel's yeah. future yeah hopefully they figure out a way to stop that but everything Sony does with the Marvel material that they have is just terrible. Like it doesn't make sense the way that it's starting up. It doesn't make sense why they're doing it. Venom didn't make sense. Morbius didn't make sense at all. And now they got, uh, what's his name? The Hunter coming and, and, uh, he's now not going to be the villain, which he was always a villain. They're going to make him a superhero. None of it makes sense. Sony just ruins everything. And, I mean, I guess be happy that these things are, are, are being translated into, into bigger properties, but they're just terrible. A little longer than a few minutes later. 
Well, I should say that I'm a fan of yours. Uh, I wasn't at first, but as your material uh, developed and uh, I heard the um, I heard the Pi Day Scott episode, but I heard the Dr. Steve episode a while ago and then hearing your stuff on uh, WATP, the uh, to catch a dabbler is just so poorly put together that it's so hilarious because the timing is always off and that makes it amazing it makes it a very brilliant piece that you do that it's so damn funny so i, I really became a fan of, of the odd way that you put stuff together i thought you were the guy that would call in and it was it would always say hi zia in all our phone calls i thought that was you oh actually that was me <laughs> i totally forgot about that i knew it i knew it was you oh god that's too funny she asked for a while. She's like, do we know who that is? I said, I have no idea who that is. And then hearing your voice time and time again on Carl's show. And I was like, I think that's the guy I can't I can't pinpoint. But I think that's the guy I would call in and just blow past Giddles and I and then get hi, Zia, and then go into the whole thing. I totally forgot I used to do that. All right, man. Well, if we're done, I do have to run. But yes. uh, well, thanks if you for... want to do this another time. We can definitely do that. Thank you for coming on. No, no problem. And, uh, big fan. Keep up the good work. You too. I'm actually, I do enjoy your To Catch a Dabbler and some of the bits you do for Carl. They're very funny. I was just about to retire that one too, but now I got to keep it going. You can't now because now he, like, I've, I've met John twice, but I, all my friends are, are comics that worked with him, you know, through the decades. And they all have just terrible stories about, about John. And the way he's acting now with, uh, I guess he docks that guy in Florida who who uh, released his his comedy set. That this is just adding he, he constantly he should be done. He should have been done a long time ago as far as Carl's coverage. But he just keeps regenerating and regenerating. It's like you can't not focus on this guy because he keeps coming up with new shit. And now that he's on this rampage, um of uh, this guy doxing and then trying to go after other people now too that uh, you got to keep doing stuff on him well oh, I, I didn't i didn't say i wasn't gonna do stuff on him i'm just saying that yeah. to catch dabbler might be retired but i gotta keep it fresh <laughs> yeah i think people like to catch a dabbler though yeah maybe maybe it's not every week maybe it's every other week or something to, to space it out but it's such a great bit because you did um what was the one on sunday that was so fucking accurate oh we, we talked talking about calling Gary and you said, um, you know, we're going to have a, a party. Did you leave enough shrimp in the ocean for everybody? That is something that would have been said on the Stern show. And I was convinced that was the line. And it turned out he was just trying to beg for attention to get his book. Um, like I said, I, 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 I'm, I'm sure I heard him say that at some point too. That's where it came it from. spot on. So, <laughs> okay. Maybe I'm reading too much Reddit then. Cause I'm seeing people saying enough. <laughs> Reddit hates everything. That's true. And if they're going to put, here's the thing with a lot of that stuff. When they start pointing out enough of this shit, enough of that stuff means that you're on the right path. Because oh. if they're the only ones saying it, then that means everybody else is enjoying it. Well, I, I am enjoying doing the potato videos now, which if you check out my YouTube, you'll see. I, I heard that. That was, God damn, was that hilarious too. Well, keep doing what you're doing, my friend. All right, Eric. Thank you. All right, buddy. Take care. Have a good one. Bye. Last sequence.
Massapequa sounds like a magical place. Tell me about Massapequa. Is it steeped in Native American history? Well, there is an Arby's in the shape of a teepee. <laughs> Let's take some calls from the fans. Go ahead, caller. Hey, Cardiff, it finally happened. On Sunday on Who Are These Podcasts, uh, Carl played John's comedy act that he did at the Black Box on Friday. A hater troll showed up and recorded his whole, com whole comedy act. It is terrible. Everybody at the Who Are These Podcasts made fun of it, and it is really bad. I can see why John didn't, never wanted anybody to hear his comedy act, and he prohibited it from being on YouTube. He ended up with this squeegee joke, the worst joke of all time. This is really hitting rock bottom for John. I don't think he can even recover from this. It is really bad for him. By the way, there were 10 people at the show. Master Yoda, I am listening. You are to the world famous Cardiff Electric Podcast on the internet today. One of the most famous podcasts. I ain't talked to you in a while. Well, I was down there in South America. Tell you that with well, Trace Atkins. I'm, uh, he's on tour down there. And uh, all them fellas down there said to you, uh, tell Mr. Cardiff Ola and uh, uh, con Dios, they said. They, they really are a fan of you down there. And I ain't seen nothing like it. Well, I hear old uh, Southern John's at it again. He's done. Uh, he goes through everybody. He go. Uh, he <laughs> that old purple feller. He's gonna get him too. That's what he says. Anyway, I hear oh, he sounds like a whole lot of bark and not a whole lot of bite. If you know what I mean. So <laughs> I hear him holler, don't you know? Well, all right. I appreciate you. And then I got a can't watch football. You're listening to the world-famous Cardiff Electric Podcast, one of the most famous podcasts on the internet today.
container failure. I didn't know there's people like that in the world. I surely did not. Although I do know about old that Carl Cheeseburger feller, and I'm in my my family don't they, we don't claim him. We surely do not claim him. We may be cheeseburgers too, but that, we, that's a whole different thing. I'm gonna tell you that. I hear he's a couple of Nashville that that scares me too. I ain't slept for a week thinking about old that old Carl Cheeseburger coming to Nashville. He go, I don't know what he's gonna do. And uh, well, anyway, I'll. 